Ashley, what is on your mind? What have you been thinking about lately? I, a lot, a lot of like anxious things actually. Like I have a couple of things that have been just eating me up. Like this morning I went to go get my second dose for my COVID vaccine, which has been like a total like nightmare yesterday. I wanted to get it yesterday, leaving tomorrow. So I like want to not be sick. It's a whole thing. You're going to see, yeah. I'm going to go see my grandpa and get a new dog. Very exciting. That's exciting. But lots of stuff. Yeah, that's lots of stuff. Even those three things alone. New dog, act- going to visit yeah. family, vaccine. Yeah. Like that's yeah, the, a lot. So this morning I was nervous. Like I I like I don't know if you're this way, but I, I you go to this like mass vaccination site and there's all these people in line and like you're in line and it feels better cuz like we're all doing this together. And then like you get to the second that you get poked, which is also fine. You like don't feel anything both times. It's like very easy. But then they're like, go sit and you you have to wait now. So I have like a little nut allergy. It's not like severe, but I have a nut allergy. And so I have to wait 30 minutes after the vaccine instead of 15 minutes to see if there's any like reaction or if there are whatever. any nuts in the vaccine. If there's any nuts in the vaccine. Exactly. Exactly. Like, is your throat going to swell up? It's going to be fine. So I uh, am waiting. And as I'm waiting, it's just like you just get hot because I'm all I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I going to faint? Because like that's such a common thing to happen with any vaccine ever, like the flu vaccine, the like whatever. You just faint. People faint because they're anxious. Generally, it's they're anxious. And I'm like, I'm at this mass vaccination site. I don't want to faint in front of all these people. So I'm like starting to get nervous and I'm like nervous on my way in because I don't want to faint. Like that's like where all my nerves are coming from. It's just like fainting in front of a bunch of people I don't know. And I feel like so that's like just the most bizarre thing of all the things that I'm nervous about. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, I don't want to faint today in front of people. That's the problem. It's not the fainting. It's the fact that I'd be doing it in front of a lot of, you know, like I just picture that moment in movies where like that one girl goes down and like everybody goes to her rescue to like make sure she's okay and you know like, you'd be a social media out of thing it like no oh my god i i knew it yeah. i knew it we told them not to get the yeah. vaccine and i saw this girl die today she died yes yes like, oh, oh my gosh after that one girl died on not died oh my gosh I, she didn't die that one girl fainted on the news like it was like right when the healthcare workers started to get vaccinations and there was one nurse who fainted on the news and it, that video went viral and like I'm getting text messages like, did you see she fainted? I'm not getting that. And I'm like, dude, it's normal. Anyways, anyways, I just didn't want to be embarrassed. So I was anxious about that. And then also like this dog, I'm very excited to get the new dog. She's four. So she's an adult. And although I'm very excited, she's a boxer. I've always had boxers mm-hmm. growing up. So I'm excited to have a boxer in my family. But I'm like sleeping with my dog, which I sleep with my dogs. I'm sleeping with my dog. She's nine. And I just look over at her gray face and I'm just thinking like, like, I don't know. I feel like it might be similar to people whenever they have like a second kid and they look at their first kid like, is this the last time that you're going to be an only child type of thing? Yeah. And I just started getting like kind of emotional and kind of sad that my dog was now like I'm, I'm disrupting her life a little bit. Yeah, no, I totally Uh, get that. We had that with Sterling, you know, like we actually, and I actually think this is common with parents, like right before they have their second child, they will like go and have a fun day. And the whole day the parents are thinking like, this is the last time, like, it's just going to be us. It's just going to be the three of us. Now it's going to be four of us. Like, yeah, it's, it's a big change. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know I'd be feeling this way. So you're like excited, but then also a little sad too. I am. I am. And I haven't told Justin that, but he's probably feeling the same way. I also just haven't adopted like a four-year-old, like both of our dogs, because we already have two. My dog and his dog, they're both, they were puppies when we rescued them. So even though we rescued them, they were still babies. And so like, this is the first adult dog. And so like, I just feel like that is another layer of like unknown. So yeah, yeah, that is. It's weird. It's man. probably gonna I'm be. It's probably gonna be a little hard for a little bit, a little difficult. Yeah, 
Yeah. But so nothing that's bad, be an just adventure. new. Just new. Just new. So speaking of new, I've been wanting to tell you this for the last day. So without getting into it, you know, my last day was very like dramatic yesterday. Yes. Well, within this hectic drama, day. yes, yes, it was all hectic. So drama in my life is not really drama. It's just chaotic. Which um, I, we'll need to talk details about all that off air because I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to give me some gonna, updates. Actually, was, yeah, yeah, I will, I will. So speaking of new, Ashley and I are like about to pull the plunge and spend like fifteen thousand dollars probably maybe something i who knows and upgrade our camera gear holy crap what are you guys what are you switching to you're fuji right now yeah are you upgrading to newer fuji are you switching teams completely okay so we're switching teams what (gasps) please don't say you're going nikon though Yes! Woo! Team Canon. So, so we So are you going R6? We're going R6. Of course, I have to go mirrorless. Yeah. yeah. My little wrists deserve better than those DSLRs. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going R6 and I'm very excited. So the reason we're doing that is because Yeah, I'm I'm very interested shot- to hear what the reason is. Yeah, I I thought you would. I thought you would. And I think that people listening obviously are interested some like in wedding photography. So we've shot Fuji since 2016 and Fuji's colors are literally like unmatched. Like bar none, everyone who's ever used a Fuji is like these colors are absolutely phenomenal. You know, Canon's kind of like pink. Nikon's are kind of like green. The skin tones are kind of like flatter. Yes. Fuji is like perfect, beautiful, straight out of camera. Like there's the color is unmatched and we have had so much fun shooting since 2016. Like we're both kind of a little heartbroken because there are so many things about it that we love. However, we've always been limited with our light. Like we've always had to work around our camera's capabilities, which you kind of have to do anyways. But how far can you push your ISO on those cameras? We push them to, so I'm very comfortable at a thousand. I'm pretty comfortable around 1250, two thousands when I start to get nervous. And dude, even with the Mark III, I can push four. Yeah. And we're, we're good. Yeah. And, but I'm also a little bit of like a Nazi when it comes to like grain. So, like, if there's yeah. any at all, that's like, that's where my like, pushes like which I is just so surprising to me to because you guys grain. like your style seems like it would be editing it would be okay with the little grain yes yeah. like you could yeah. have a little bit and it would work but that makes sense yeah, that, like and you know if you don't I want it agree we just it's i like want things to be clear and crisp and so yeah. i never want to push and so i always like work around my own my own boundaries we're like other fuji users will like push their ISO, which for anybody listening is like light sensitivity so that your camera can be brighter, I guess. Um, they'll push them a lot more than we will. And it's not that big. They like say, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's great. I am just a little bit of a Nazi about it. So because of that, I never wanted to, I always want to stay mirrorless because I could be more creative mirrorless. For those listening, mirrorless cameras are smaller and lighter, but they're also still powerhouses. They're just like they they don't have a mirror, I guess. That's why it's mirrorless. Yeah. But it's like it's like new technology that allows you to push the bound like push your boundaries further in your camera. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to a DSLR was never an option for us. And Fuji just made the best um mirrorless cameras. And they look cool. And the Fuji's look cool. They like look they're like look vintage. They're sick. Yeah, like they're they like do. real film cameras. So Okay, so one of the things I've that I loved, loved about it. y'all's Fuji's cameras, like whenever mm-hmm. I second shot for Brittany, I think we have a little bit of mm-hmm. delay, but I'll fix it later in post, um, was that she showed me how like you when you control, like you change your ISO, you change anything, it'll adjust within the viewfinder. 
And I just yes. thought that that was so cool. Does the R6 do that? Is that a feature that you guys are leaving I think behind? It's a, it's a mirrorless feature. Really? So I believe, I believe that is just a mirrorless thing. Like that is just mirrorless oh, because that's so badass. Yeah. So I think the R6 is also that way. Um, it's so we're doing it. The reason we're going R6 is because when we're, it's like kind of it was released last fall and I don't ever want to like jump ship right away, but it was released with dual cards and the R5, I believe I could be way wrong on this, but I have a memory. The R5 only had one slot. So Canon's previous mirrorless only had one memory card slot. And or that, that was, was a no-go for me. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know. It I'm just talking about the Canon, yeah, it was Canon R. stuff right now. Okay. So there was only yep, one it was slot. R. Their first mirrorless, so, which really did make it viable for professionals. Exactly. And the R6 has two and there's just like all these things and like it's just going to be better in low light, which makes me very, very excited. So I'm not going to feel so strapped. So like I would just work around it. I would work around my restrictions that I gave myself and uh, like I would lower certain things to make it. I'm just trying to talk in like layman's terms. Um, anyways, I would just work around it to make it function to my standards and here we are six years later since we started using them and finally finally canon has made a camera that is comparable to my camera so i use the fuji xt4 canon's r6 is literally comparable like they're literally the same camera the only reason i'm jumping ship only reason because literally they're the same and Fuji's better in a lot of the categories their lenses are also more affordable and they're still just as beautiful is because the low light is better and the autofocus is better so like missing focus is like next to none with the r6 so That's we're what I've heard both man. like it's Gosh, time I'm so jealous Hell yeah. That's Very exciting exciting dropping 15 grand though like I don't, I don't think know. people understand I don't think people understand like how much money photographers spend on stuff uh -huh. like backing up systems alone, you know, you're and even like memory cards. Like I needed to buy a couple cards the other day. Like I was like, oh man, you know what? I've really been filling up my, so my camera has two cards too. So now it's not just, and it's old. So it's like CF and SD. I think mm -hmm. the new R6s are pure SD. They are. CF cards are so expensive mm -hmm. so damn expensive and i hate them but it's what my camera it's what my camera has yeah. and so it's like all right 120 bucks there you know just to get these new cards like i'd love to throw 120 dollars at something else else but it's this and so i just don't think people understand like how much so this is a big switch like this is a big commitment for you guys to jump ship yeah so we're gonna just for anybody listening who has hired us we're going to start the transition by shooting on one R6 and then one X-T4, like what we've normally been using. And that way, as we kind of learn the R6, we also might not like it. And then we can, you know, I'm just nervous because I heard like editing the R6 is like a huge curve to try to get it to match. So I, I edited a couple of my friends yesterday. Anyways, very excited though about this just like I think it's going to make walking into like a wedding situation where like it's a really dark church or like you know it's mostly the dark churches and I'm going to be like I know I'm still going to get this in focus and it's going to be clear like that is what I'm pumped about versus having to be like nervous as they're walking in the eye like oh my god I hope my camera did that because like I know I'm capable it's just is my camera capable you know so yeah, I think those walking down the aisle shots too are some of the really hard ones because a lot of times like when churches are like the stage is lit, not all the time, but most of the time, uh, even in Catholic churches. And so the lighting's just better or sometimes they're backlit when they're walking down the aisles and it just it just makes the situation. Ooh, backlit down the aisles. Hard. Oh, I hate that. God, I hate oh, it so Every much. time really that they like go to open have to up take, the doors and let her in and you the have to take like an Dream side angle. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, man, that's huge. So are you guys buying four? Or are you just buying two, two. for now? We're just going to go for two. Yeah, so I'll have Gosh, one. So that's crazy. If you guys one. would go the full you know, four, 
you guys would be spending like 30k i know to upgrade i know that's like stupid it's it's the lenses too by the way when i was like going to buy them yeah, i yeah, forgot yeah. how expensive canon lenses are because i've been very blessed to have fuji lately and i forgot it's like it's freaking expensive. Stupid! Man. It's like twenty five hundred dollars for like one. Yeah, it's almost millimeter. as much as as a body. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it literally the R six is twenty five hundred dollars. The eighty five is twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's dumb. So dumb. So, do you guys shoot fixed lenses, so prime lenses, or do you shoot zoom lenses, or mixture of both? Mixture of both. I shoot a twenty four seventy on one camera and a fifty on the other very rarely have to change like the beginning of the day i might put a macro on and then like maybe during the ceremony i need to put on like a 70 to 200 but other than that like there are some weddings that i don't have to shift my camera setup ever i have another upgrade to tell you about really quick okay tell me tell me about your new upgrade you're this just made me think of it i drove up to my house today from getting my vaccine Uh uh-huh my connection's unstable again. Are you kidding me? But I digress. This is important. I drove up to my driveway. Yes. And there's a tractor in my driveway. And I'm like, a tractor? What the heck and Bob is in my driveway? Yes, there's a tractor in my driveway, like pushing down on my driveway rocks. And I'm like, what is happening? What? Call Justin. World? And I'm like, what do I do? I can't get in the driveway. And he's like, just wait a second. He's going to leave. It. They are installing fiber internet. Oh my gosh. Dude. So you're going to have fiber? I'm going to have fiber. Like I'm Holy, not even just going to have that's high gonna make our speed life internet. So much better. Fiber. Hell yeah. I've been screaming. What's like, the I called ETA my mom on that? Screaming. Like a month. Whoa, that's quick. Yeah, like a oh month. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so freaking good. I know. I know. No more I'm, I'm very happy switching. for you. That's going to be game changer for i just even know just your life with edit i mean all over just in yeah. school even though he's getting ready to be done here in a few weeks but yeah well he still. even today i was like syncing teaser wedding teaser images from ashley to my house and he was like are you using the internet like i'm on zoom i need the internet so i had to pause our like dropbox syncing so i can't do my job until like he's done with class because it's a whole it's a whole thing but that's another it's almost like, like when you used to have dial-up internet and you someone wanted to use the phone but you're playing like games online it's almost like that like, yeah yeah you guys were knocked phone, back like, 20 Mom! years <laughs> yeah. Ashley, get off that's the so exciting heck yeah man. yeah dude i'm freaking pumped also could be another reason why i'm like hype right now like, and I'm super just, jazzed yeah yeah so well, I'm excited. That's a lot of cool, a lot of cool upgrades for you. We need to make some upgrades. We probably won't be able to make some. We shoot on three six Ds, and I shoot on a Mark Four. So I want to eventually, but I kind of it's like I'd rather just upgrade everything to R sixes. Um, Honestly, you could. They have the adapters for all of your lenses, so it would just be the bodies, and the bodies are twenty five hundred. Yeah, we could do. I mean. We would need to we need to hold off a little bit, but my hope was, man, let's kill it this wedding season. Let's hopefully we'll be in a position, you know, next year yeah. to where we could do it. It's probably it'll probably be like fall of next year or something like that. I don't yeah, know. well, even so then, I've moved also and like... I used to shoot on two cameras, uh-huh. and Lara would shoot on one, but now it's like since I have the Mark IV, it's way better than the six D, and so I don't want to. Sh- so I have both cameras on me. Um, but I mainly switch out lens and shoot on the Mark IV all day. Yeah. Unless we're like doing ceremony stuff and then I have like an 85 on my camera to get the kiss and then they're going to walk down the, f- the aisle and I'll have a 35 on there. So then yeah. I can like, you know, be super up close and get them walking out and all that stuff. Yeah. So anyways, that's a lot of technical stuff for our listeners, but that's really exciting. I know. I I'm like, really I was cool. li- as you're saying that, I'm like, this is kind of like a photographer's episode. Yeah. Like photographer chit chat, talk yeah. shop. But um, that's cool. That's good stuff. Yeah, which it does. So you guys know, Monday, our Monday episode is going to be all about like your wedding expectations, which I feel like Chris even mentioning walking down the aisle and how like getting those photos 
right is kind of like a difficult thing to do sometimes because like yeah. the church doors open and it's bright and the light floods in. We want to kind of talk about all those like expectations that you may hold going into your wedding day, photo related, not photo related. Um, so yeah, that'll come out on Monday. Yeah, we'll be ch- we'll be chit chatting about that, and you guys can listen to that. Expectations are huge; they're important. I mean, they yeah, they're important. So that's yeah. good. So that's I all that's been on your mind. Those things. Yeah, well, that though that's been like all giving me like a little anxiety. Also exciting, but it's a lot of money and all these things, new stuff. So anxious, but I've also been trying recently to after listening to the book the four-hour work week i realized this sentence is very choppy it's i realized that like i'm a lot happier now that i've like instilled some like discipline into my life and i don't i don't i never would have thought that in a million years that like you know you kind of grow up and this just all has to do with discipline but when you grow up you don't think like discipline is going to play a large role in your adult life because you're like on your own and you have freedom and I don't want to get up and do what I have to do because like I'm on my own. I can do what I want. But it's almost like ever since being more disciplined these last few weeks, I have found like more freedom in my life. It's been the craziest thing. Yeah. And that's crazy that, that you're talking about discipline because that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Like that was one of the things that I've really been processing. Um, and just kind of having really some aha moments about me and like some really, some things about myself that, that I don't like. Um, almost everything that I don't like about myself has to do with a lack of discipline. Okay, like what? So for instance, uh, let's just say sometimes work ethic. Okay. Like I, I wish I, I could sit down. And so I've been getting better. You know, I've been talking about like I've been able to do some things to keep me focused. But sometimes like I wrote this, another part of this challenge that I'm doing, I know I'm all over the place here, is to basically review your day. Like you just review everything that kind of happened. You think through the day. One of the questions is what would you do differently uh, today? Like if you could do anything differently today, what would you do over? And so it causes you to kind of think back on your day like asking that question. And for the last week, all of my questions have had to be centered around like wishing I would have woken up earlier, I wouldn't have taken that nap, I wouldn't have like, Mm, they're they're all centered around these things that, are lacks of discipline because it's like, oh, well, I just need to wake up earlier or I need to not eat that thing. And so all of these things like that I don't want to do, they're all centered around me not having discipline in my life. Um, and so I've just been thinking about that. And I've, I've been thinking about like having this come to Jesus moment, you know, this aha moment that's like, wow, I'm really undisciplined. Like I'm not a disciplined br- person. My brother, however, is very disciplined. Um, it's it's actually crazy how disciplined he is. He does jujitsu. He is training for a fight. He actually is fighting this weekend. Um, wow. But he's been training for a fight, and he's been like meeting with his health coach that he has. He's like super macros, like tracking everything, and and just he has a goal that he's working towards. Like with all of these things that he's doing, he's not just doing them. He's working mm-hmm. towards something. He spends like. $350 a month on supplements to like get his body where he wants it to be so we can train. Anyways, I just realized and I wrote down something. One of the other questions is what have you, what's something that you've learned about yourself today? And yesterday what I wrote down was it was something along the lines of if there is a, I think I said, I will always choose to do the most comfortable thing. Like if it involves comfort, I'm going to do it. So for instance, let's say I'm really sleepy in the day and I'm going to edit and I need to sit down and edit. Nine times out of 10, I'm going to go, you know what? If I just take a nap first, I can then wake up and then I can edit. Okay, there's an example. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can choose between eating a healthy dinner or... I can tell Lara, hey, 
why don't we go get Freddy's? Doesn't Freddy's sound good? Comfort. Like it's like so much of my decisions are based based around what feels good. And that's not necessarily what discipline is about. Like discipline is about doing the things that are going to get you where you want to go. And all of the things that I choose to do typically involve the comfortable thing. And so there's this podcast out. What's it called? It's the guy that created 75 Hard, that whole program. Um, Let me see. I got my apps pulled up, my podcast. It's called Real AF with Andy Frisala. I think that's how you say his name. Frisala? Frisala? Anyways, it's just like a super motivating podcast. Like he will literally talk to (laughs) He'll talk to you and be like, you know what's wrong with you? You're a lazy piece of shit. Like, (laughs) you know, he'll like just say these things. And so anyways, I'm listening to this guy and I'm having all these thoughts and it's like, damn, like really the only re the only thing that's stopping me from like being the me that I want to be is me. Yeah. And like you these, are the thing in your way. Yes, exactly. Like I'm my own worst enemy. And yeah. so I've just been thinking about discipline. Well, then I listened to one of his episodes. Uh, it, it was an older episode, so it wasn't even like last week's episode, but he was talking um, about doing hard things and how that is how you build discipline. Discipline is built when you do the things that you don't want to do. It's the inconvenient things. It's the hard things. And so the only way that you can build discipline is by putting yourself in uncomfortable situations time and time and time and time again and choosing to put yourself in those situations so that you overcome them. Um, so that's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot. And I've been trying to like do things here over the last few weeks that involve me inconveniencing myself. Because if I put myself in an inconvenient situation, like I'm going to have to just do it anyways, instead of just like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Or I don't want to park farther away. Like I've been going to the gym really late at night. The parking lot's empty. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to park in the farthest stall. I'm going to inconvenience myself. I'm going to do this little things like that. Um, I've been finishing my workouts, like sitting in the sauna for 10 minutes. And Ooh, that's a hard one to do because you're yeah. done. You want to go home. Yep. And even last night, like it was midnight. I'm sitting in the sauna. I had a great workout. And it's like so many things. It's mental. You like want to look down at your watch. It's breathing because even your breath through your nose burns because you're sweating. And so mm-hmm. the heat, like it's just, it, there's so many factors in it. Um, but I'm just trying to think about like, man, what are the things that I don't want to like the things that I don't want to do? I need to do. So I don't want to get up out of bed before I can even like give myself a second thought. It's like, all right, I just need to do it. I'm going to roll over. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out of bed and do these different things. Biggest thing with getting out of bed. You just, you're so much like my husband, like (laughs) so much like him. Like you just say these things and I'm like, I could literally probably finish your sentence because I just observe him (laughs) and the way he is. And I mean, I'm just sure that at this point that doesn't surprise you that you guys are similar. But yeah, we've been hanging out a lot more. I know, which is probably going to make, I know we're just going to even be more like, yeah, but I feel like you're, you guys can push each other to be better. And that's something Justin's trying to do is he's like, I need to hang out with people who make me want to be a better person. Anyways, um, I was going to go somewhere with that, but I have this, I have a quote pulled up on my phone and it's from, there's a book called Grit. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah. I think okay. my brother has it. <laughs> I think you should read, read it. it. You should genuinely read it. And um, the I have two quotes from that book. Oh, I guess four. But um, one of them is grit is more about stamina than intensity. Like you'll wake up early for it. You'll say no to something temporary and pleasurable for like the thing you're looking forward to. Like yeah, you will say some. You will say no to. Freddy's temporary and pleasurable because this like long game is so much better. And the other quote that was my favorite is enthusiasm is common. Endurance is rare. So it's all about that long game yeah. that you just keep going, you know, instead of running a sprint, you're running the mile. Like, yeah, yeah. Discipline. Exactly freedom it's all about just like consistency and it's it's weird that you're you're going through this and i'm going through this 
it's weird that we do these things at the same time. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's but, so crazy how this happens. <laughs> I know, I can't. There's, I got, I, I fell sucker to an ad. Like I was scrolling through Instagram stories the other day, laying in bed and an ad pops up and it's like, do you want to feel fabulous? They're like, it spoke to my heart and like, it was kind of a little spiritual and like a way of just, it makes your soul feel good. And so yeah. I fell sucker to this app called Fabulous. And is this new? Have you told me about this yet? I don't know if I've told you about this. Have I told you about this? Maybe. Is this the one where you... The water? Right. No, not the water. Okay. So this app made me drink water every morning for three days. Okay. That's Oh, yeah. So that's silly. right. You did tell me about this. Did, did I, There's okay, like did challenges I tell our listeners about you. this? I don't think you've told the listeners about it. Okay. So you guys... Like it, help this is where my dis the discipline like thought kind of started so it was like drink water every morning before you drink anything else i used to go straight grab coffee it was like what got me out of bed is knowing that there's coffee in the fridge and yeah. now it, this app has like instilled you need to drink water first thing in the morning 15 ounces and you're gonna feel better you kickstart your metabolism it's good for your brain like you just were depleted of any hydration for seven hours so drink water first thing which is freaking hard to do yeah you gotta you gotta knock it back like you literally have to, to chug. think about you're like i'm gonna this morning i didn't want to do it i didn't want i'm staring at this water bottle and i'm like i do not want to drink this water right now it's freaking water you know yeah. like that's what i'm saying is it's these little things that are silly Drinking water, I found difficult. And then after the three days was done, you have to you build on that. So I still have to drink water in the mornings, but I also have to cook myself breakfast every morning. Oh, and so that was like man. a three day thing, like cook breakfast or make breakfast, like have fruit, make sure you feed yourself in the morning. And that was another really hard one for me because I will do the comfortable thing, which is not inconveniencing myself by cooking and take a coffee, go to my office and start working first thing. Yeah. This app, this app, I mean, you can do it without the app, but it was like building upon it that I thought was really cool. So the three days of water and then there were three days of water and now breakfast. And ever since then, I realized I was so much happier because I was literally learning discipline, like the most basic crap, like it's just take care of yourself, but it's really hard to do sometimes or remember to do. Like I, whenever, yes to everything you've said, whenever I find myself saying, I don't want to do it, like I'm trying to push myself to do it. I don't like, want to do it. Do because it. Because I don't want to do it. And it like, and that's kind of like that app. Like you're essentially submitting yourself to a technology and like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it tells me to do. And that's discipline, even if you don't want to do it. And so- Basically, what this guy Andy in this podcast talks about, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend it. Like, it is just, it's really, really good motivating content. So, I think now what I'm going to do is I'm going to split because not all of his episodes are long. Sometimes he has a 45 minute episode with an interview, but a lot of them are 10 minute, 15 minute snippets of just very, very highly motivating information, but not just motivating, like, ah, oh, I feel good. Like, you kind of come face to face with who you are and you're like, oh, wow, these these qualities might exist in me. Uh, maybe they don't. Maybe you're a disciplined person, but I'm not. And I think most people aren't. Um, and so you just kind of submit yourself to doing the things that you don't want to do. Um, one of the other things that uh, I've been trying to think about is like, instead of thinking long term, like, oh, I'm going to be not drinking for a year, you know, like just thinking about today, literally just making it micro. Like you and I talk a lot about like, break it down, make it simpler, make it simpler, make it like stripping things down to their simplest form. Make and it's it like, actionable. Make yes, it feel it's like, like a reward. You're succeeding. Like right now it feels very hard for me. Like I can go a, a, a day and eat well to go three days and eat really well. That's overwhelming. So I'm just trying to think about not even like even micro more than a day and think about just this meal. Like this morning I said no to French toast. Lara made French toast breakfast for the kids and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, there's a little bit of sausage. I'm gonna make some eggs and I'm gonna, my like treat is gonna like, I'm gonna air fry some sweet potatoes and like, it's a better, it's a better treat, you mm -hmm. know? 
than going full blown like or I was gonna substitute it instead of doing French toast. It's like eh, I'll eat this carbier vegetable. So mm-hmm. it, it's just that it's choosing those little things. My brother shared a quote um this morning on Instagram. It says you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. And mm. I'm really starting to see that more and more and more like my daily routine and the things that I say yes to or the things that I say no to, like they really, really do kind of shape the person that you are. Like everybody wants to think in these terms of these mega shifts and these mega changes that you make in your life. But really, I think it's the micro changes. It's like the little things that kind of like yes. set you up. And if you can consistently do the little things, like there's a book that my brother read. It's a concept. I think this guy's military and it's called like make your bed. And the whole concept yes. behind, have you heard of that book? Yes. It's, it's literally, literally just make your, your bed yeah. every morning. Just make your bed first thing in the morning. Oh my God. It, it's all about that. It's like the first productive, successful thing that you do in your like basically slingshotting yourself into a day of success versus like it feels lazy when you just like get up and leave your bed and then you walk by your bed and you're like oh that's unmade like that feels messy and like having a made bed promotes a clean room and like Mm -hmm. it's just all these very basic things it starts a dominoes it starts a domino effect is kind of what it does and so i'm just having all of these big shifts in my thought patterns um and in my mind which is good because i truly do think that that's the first step for change is your thought patterns have to begin to change. Like the way that you see yourself, the way that you see the world, the way that you see how your actions affect you and others, like all of those things are kind of the precursors to you becoming the person that you want to be. And, you know, for me right now, I have a really big emphasis on being healthy. Like I want to be healthy. I am unhealthy right now. And so, and not just, I mean, more so on the side of like physical bodily health. Um, I think I'm a little bit more healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually right now than I have been in a while, but my body is not there. And so trying to view even myself as a whole, like in this holistic self, like the whole part of me, the whole Chris Cerna and, and not just neglecting, you know, one, but taking steps every day to, focus on you know each part of me like it's go ahead I was just gonna say it's interesting because you're doing all of these things in your world that are essentially like you're giving yourself rules and boundaries and a lot of times when you think of I don't I'm like thinking of my husband and he's he's like well I don't want to make myself wake up, let's say at six o'clock. He wants to wake up at six o'clock every morning. He wants to, he sets the alarm every day and he never does it. But it's like, he doesn't want something to be telling him what to do, even if that's himself. Like he wants to be able to like have the freedom to make his own decisions. But the thing with discipline is, and we've been talking about this a lot, like the thing with discipline is even though you're giving yourself these rules and boundaries and like not allowing yourself the freedom to necessarily like cave you know i wanted to say say no but it's more so like say no to the pleasurable thing for the like long term but anyways um those rules and structures you may feel like your freedom is being stripped away but you're actually giving yourself more freedom which is the crazy part but i think that's why people don't think about how much happiness discipline can bring you because you think of the structure and the things that are going to be taken away but you don't think about what you get because exactly. you're disciplined. Exactly. And I think as a people, just as humans, we tend to look at the, oh, well, I'm going to miss out on that. But it's like, yeah, but you gain way more than you miss out on. And again, yeah. it's it's that mindset shift. Like it's shifting the way that you view and you think about things. And truly, I mean, I think that that's one of the first, and we're all on this life journey. Like everyone's at different points in their journey and, and what they're doing and how they're growing and, and all of that stuff. But I do think the one of the big first steps is realizing like, I'm not right about everything. And, and that's so humbling, like to get there and to get to that point. But because the minute that I think anyone realizes that they're not right about everything and that they can accept being wrong, you're instantly coachable at that point. Like 
you can be coachable. You can have other people speak into your life. I think this is one of the things that the church actually does well in. There's a lot of things that I don't th- think that they do right, but if you open yourself to up to allow people to speak into your life in a way to where they can you you don't take offense to everything that they say, that's only going to benefit you. And this can definitely happen and should happen in friendships uh within our families, like basically allowing people to call us on our shit and be like, "Hey, listen, uh, my brother checks me sometimes, <laughs> like he'll walk in and I, I mean, previously, this is before I started the challenge, he'd walk in and uh, he'd be like, is that Chinese food? I just got to get pickup. I was like, fuck, dude, I didn't think you'd be home. Like, dang it. You, you know, like walking in, catching me, you know, shoveling back some stir fry. Um, so it, it, it's just really funny. But have I talked to you about that? Like sh- stir fry, shoveling stir fry. <laughs> You're like, shovel. yes, no. We're so that you with your brother and his like ability to be like accountability for you. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about how we might have on the podcast? But I do think it's so important to realize, and it's kind of can be an aha moment, how easy it is for us to let ourselves down, but we don't want to let other people down. And really, we need to yeah. like flip that script. Like you're saying, like you made a promise to yourself, I will eat healthy. But then you are the first one to break your own promise to yourself. But you yep. wouldn't break it if your brother was there because he yeah. was watching you. It's like you have to do this like mental flip that's like, I want to have that, you know. Yeah. I'm going to say Chipotle because it's in front of me. But like I want to have that Chipotle, but I should just have a salad. And let's say or like you're at Chipotle. Oh, my gosh. Here's a good one. You're at Chipotle. Brown rice, white rice brown rice cauliflower rice cauliflower they ha- rice they do I have don't... it i hate cauliflower more than any other vegetable oh, cauliflower is really good when they make it into other foods i i'm gluten-free now you know so i have to like yeah, eat cauliflower you pizza find the and it's actually great um but anyways so like white broth white white rice brown rice and you choose brown rice and then like you get to you do really good and then you get to the sour cream and you're like, oh, well, maybe I can just add the queso and sour cream. And it's like, <laughs> no, like, don't break don't, that promise do to yourself. Yeah. You're doing so good. Like, you are somewhere where you can make healthy decisions. Don't screw it up by adding on the cheese and the sour cream, you know? Like, you don't need that dairy. Yeah. You don't. You don't. There's, like, it's not true. really. You can get the vitamins that you get in dairy in other areas. Just get the guac. Yeah. <laughs> Literally all those healthy fats. It's, it's way better cream. anyways. And yeah. then go go chug a Mountain Dew. No, don't do that. That's terrible. I yeah. actually hate but, Mountain Dew. Uh, it's literally just sugar. The other yeah, day, Justin and I were joking my about teeth people. Hurt. Yes, Mountain Dew is just like people who function on Mountain Dew, which I know quite a few people who at least used to. It's just the most bizarre thing to me. I just feel like you're like running on like bad engine fuel. Bad like, fuel. Yeah. Ugh. Dirty fuel. Yeah. Yes. Yes, if you have so, a Mountain Dew in your car right now, dump it out. <laughs> so bad for you. I would hope. I would hope that a takeaway for anyone who's still listening to this episode might be that you would kind of just be honest with yourself and have a self evaluation of yourself. Maybe you are disciplined, and if you are disciplined, man, great, that's amazing. If you are someone that's disciplined, you can be an inspiration to those who are not disciplined, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what my brother is. Kind of to me. I mean, I I really respect him for how disciplined he is and how he says no to a lot of things, um, and he's doing it for his future self and he's working towards these goals. He has these priorities and these dreams and these aspirations. Um, and the so the only way that you can reach those is with discipline. But it's yeah. important for you, Chris, and people who are struggling with discipline, myself included, to surround yourself with people who are also disciplined or working to have better discipline because you don't want that person around you that's like, oh, I'm fine. You're like, no, I'm working towards goals. (laughs) Like, I have got, I got shit I'm trying to do. I got things I'm working towards. Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole thing. So that's what's been on my mind. I've been been chugging along um, and I'm just trying to think more. I'm thinking more micro- but then also taking like a bird's eye view of all of it too and realizing like I'm not going to get to where I want to be with my health in a month. And I think that that's something that really there's been some 
approaches to losing weight and dieting that have really kind of stepped on the scene that have proven to be effective in the very short term, but the minute that you step away from it, they're no longer effective. It's not a lifestyle shift. And so I think even me and Lara having some realizations with being like, man, you know what? Like, gosh, the easy thing that like, I once heard someone say, the way that people come into your life is the way that they they will leave your life. So if they come in and this was meant like more of a hiring thing, like if you hire an employee, like if they come to you short and fast and loud and all that stuff, that's how they'll leave you. They'll be sure to make a loud exit on the way out. It'll be quick. It'll be unexpected. It'll be that kind of thing. So, but realizing if you kind of take that approach with your health, like you don't want something that's quick and a burst of energy and it's here in a minute and you see all this success in two weeks, you know, you're drinking ketones or like doing this new thing and you're just, Mm -hmm. the pounds are flying off because I can guarantee you the pounds are going to fly back on the minute Mm -hmm. that you stay, Mm -hmm. step away from it. And so we're trying to look at our health as like, instead of where could we be in a month is where could we be in a year and just. I've I've lived so many years of my life to where it's like, wow, this time last year, I had kind of started to make some changes if I just would have stuck with it. Even mm. 50% of the time, you know, like I would be in a completely different place than I am today. Yeah. You've got to be nice to yourself though with a like, yes, could have, should have. It's just now you are making those shifts to for make sure, a lifestyle sure. change. And also like, in the realm of being nice to yourself, we have one body, like we've got to take care of it. And, you know, going to get that Freddy's and that extra ice cream. Oh my God, I could die for some Freddy's. I love Freddy's. <laughs> it's like, it's good stuff. It's the, what you're putting into your body, like your body has to digest it. it ha- your kidneys have to like go through the waste it had like you literally put your body through the ringer when you eat bad things i've been listening to a podcast actually about um it ended up being about like it wasn't supposed to be about pregnancy but it they ended up talking a lot about first trimester pregnancy on this like wellness podcast and a lot of people who get nausea in that first trimester is because your body genuinely needs like easy things to process wow. because new, like your body is changing, your hormones are fluctuating, like all this stuff is happening internally to prepare your body to like house and create a child. And in that you eat like bland rice, bland, everything, like everything is bland for those people. And not, I mean, it's just in general. But that just goes to show like those easy things for your body to digest. Yeah. It's important to think of that in a way for the rest of your life as well. Like you want it to be easy for your body to digest things. You don't want your body to have to like work to pull out chemicals and, you know, all this crap and this packaged food and preservatives and like sugar. Oh my God, sugar is like the worst thing ever as I'm drinking a very sugary coffee. But Mm, anyways... A lot of people that get their like nausea in their first trimester and that morning sickness, there's a lot of reasons for it, which is very also fascinating, but your body wants to digest easy food. So like be nice to your body. Think about your body in that way. And, like just don't put it through hell. Like it's our only vessel that we have. Yeah, you only get one. Yeah. I feel like there Unless was something else I wanted to say. <laughs> I pulled up uh, Parkinson's law for some reason and I know... We've talked about it, but I pulled it up for a reason. Why did I pull it up? Parkinson's law. I don't oh, remember. Oh, man. Dang it. But I wanted to give one random tip. It's for getting Do out it. of bed. Share it. So it can help with a lot of things, but I it helped me a lot when I was trying to wake up early to go to the gym, which was a while ago. But it's like giving yourself a countdown. So Oh, the, yes. I've heard of this. It works. I did it for a while. Wonders. You yeah. lay in bed because your body at zero is like, wait, I'm supposed to do something. So you lay in bed and you don't want to get up. And then you're like, Ashley, you have to get up. Just get the feet on the floor. And then you go three, two, one. And then you're like, actually, when you say those words, like you feel like something needs to be happening. So if you yeah. say three, two, one, your body literally is like, okay. And then you put your feet on the ground and it supposed to really help with your discipline just like yep. counting down with things yeah i've heard i've heard of that somewhere on a podcast 
uh, a while ago. And when I had dropped, there was a period in my, when I was working for FedEx and I had to wake up ass early. And so I would do that. Like when I was waking up, I'd wake up at like five 30, uh, to get ready to go to the warehouse. And I'd have to do that every morning, three, mm-hmm. two, one. And I would say go at the end of that. And then I would yeah. bloop, just yeah. get up and make it happen. So maybe you're someone here listening to this today and you just needed a swift kick in the butt and maybe you needed, you know, you're having some realizations about discipline. Just start with doing the things you don't want to do. You don't want to do the dishes. You see that, you see that sink oh, full yeah. of dishes and you don't want to do it. Just do it because that's how you begin to cultivate discipline in your life. It's like you're tilling the soils of discipline each time you do something you don't want to do. And if you say you don't want to do something out loud, you just need to really commit to doing it. Like if you've said you don't want to do it, just do it. Yep. Just just do it. That's a perfect example when you feel yourself even thinking it and you said that. When I catch myself thinking I don't want to do it, I make myself do it. And we yep. all have those moments. Like, yep. I don't want to go do those dishes. Just do it. Just tell yourself, nope, you can do it. Do it. Just do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. Do it. Yep. That's how you develop discipline. Doing things you don't want to do. Doing hard things. Inconvenience yourself. And you're you're going to be better for it. So that's what's been on my mind. I love it. I love, I mean, I think that's a very helpful thing for people. And it's, again, oddly been on my mind as well. I just also had a lot of anxiety going into this week. But discipline is has actually helped me be able to cope with all of that. But I oh, yeah. love that insight and that book. What book is it that you're currently reading? Uh, hold on, let me pull it up. And the podcast is Real AF. Yeah. So I I subscribed to that while you were talking about it. Oh, did you? Sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. If you want someone to talk to you like a piece of shit, like that's I a, do. That's a good book. I do. <laughs> okay, I you do. ready for the book? Yes. It's called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. And it's by an author, John Eldridge. Um, I will say, like most books like this, this does have a spiritual element to it. Uh, it is a book around centered around Christianity. So that is kind of an anchor for it. But um, we can talk about some of the things I'm learning from learning from it maybe next week. Because uh, even the, like, the tips, the practices for overcoming this crazy chaotic world that we live in uh, are not spiritual practices, um, but are very, very, very good and calming and life-giving for a nine like me who is all mm-hmm. about peace. So I, I'll have to share those next week. So I went to look at that book, Get Your Life Back, and some of the like recommended books that are also similar, which I actually recommend or not recommend. I've seen a lot of these. Unfuck Yourself by Gary Bishop. Have uh-huh. you heard of that book? No, I haven't. I didn't even know. Where are you seeing them compared? We lost. Oh, is it like on Amazon? Dang it. Chris froze. He probably thinks I froze. He's literally frozen. Hey. Okay, there you are. You were frozen yeah, for you, a minute. You were frozen too. I was like, I lost it. Okay, have you heard of the <laughs> yeah. book Unfuck Yourself? I haven't, no. Okay, it's Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life. And it's like recommended it in that same. I haven't read it yet, but so like that I think is a similar vein and stop doing that shit is by the same author. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's lots of like tattoos and stuff. Anyways, love it so much. I hope that this inspired you to, you know, say no, tell yourself to just do it, get some discipline. Also learn a little bit about our photography minds. Yeah. Yeah. All that different stuff. So Everybody have a fantastic weekend, and we will have an episode next Monday uh, about expectations on your wedding day. I think that's going to be really good for you as well.